Good morning, and welcome to Steel City Church. We are all about connecting people to a loving God by sharing life together as we love Jesus and love all. We hope with this message, you will have a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross as we dig deeper into his word. Enjoy today's message. We are beginning a new theme, which is Forging Life Together. And our first message series is entitled First Steps First, which is a jump into the fundamentals or the foundations of our, of our faith and our walk with Christ. Um, every good athlete understands that he probably would have been a great athlete if he focused on fundamentals. Fundamentals is the core central um, undergirding of anything that occurs. If you don't have the fundamentals down, if you don't have the foundation down, uh, things kind of crumble around you. For us as believers, we have to stick to the fundamentals of our faith. And the one fundamental that really sticks out to me is that the Word of God is the Word of God and is the truth of God and has been for all time and will be for all eternity. Amen? It doesn't matter what culture comes, what society says, what our friends say. The Word of God is inerrant. It's infallible. It is our authority for faith and conduct and conversation. It is the Word of God. So we are, we are so privileged and have the pleasure to understand the truth of God. Jesus said that if you know the truth, the truth is going to set you free. And that knowing is an, an experiential knowledge that gets into the core of who you are to change you and transform you. I'm not talking about a head knowledge. I'm talking about a knowledge of uh, repentance, confession of faith, and a response to the word of God that's true, that's strong, and uh, puts our faith in the promises of God. How many know it's not our feel so, it's God's say so? Isn't it true? Man, can you imagine if you lived your life based on how you felt all the time? If you got everything that you ever wanted in your life, where would your life be right now? Probably in trouble, dead or in jail, right? I mean, that's just the way it goes. So we need the, the uh, word of God to instill in us the character and nature of God. There's no other path, there's no other way to understanding God but through his word uh, that he has given us over the centuries. So it's a beautiful, beautiful time that we're going to spend in just forging life together in the fundamentals and the foundations of our faith, okay? So that is cool. We are beginning next week on the, um, after next week's Sunday message, we are going to be beginning the um, First Things First life groups, Okay. So we're going to ask that you sign up for the life groups so that we know how we can uh, facilitate the life groups with social distancing and all that stuff that we never had to think about before, you know. Like we could have, we stuffed 25, 30 people into our house in the, in the, uh, the Cudmore house, which really, really would not be good right now. So uh, we're asking you that if you are desirous to uh, come out to a life group, be a part, we are going to facilitate a social distancing and all that stuff so that we can really understand the Word of God. So the two life groups that we're going to do is, number one, is how to study the Bible. That's going to happen with Darrell Blackchief. 
and he's going to present that on a Monday night at the Cudmore House, and um, you can sign up for that. We need you to sign up if you're going to attend that. Uh, you can put a Z next to it if you're going to uh, stay at home and have it Zoomed to you, okay? So you can come on uh, Zoom on uh, Monday the 14th, I believe it is, and do that at home, or you can come in person to the Cudmore residence. You are welcome, but you have to leave by 9 o'clock, okay? That's because uh, my wife, she starts to fall asleep at 8.30. Life gets turned off, and uh, she just kind of fades into the bedroom, and then everybody just keeps on going. So uh, it's... Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, she is an early riser, man. Whoa, that is, that is true. So, guys, we need you to sign up. We encourage you to come on out, and uh, let's get down to the basics, huh, of the word of God, of prayer, and of radical discipleship, living for, for Jesus Christ. So, if you want to be involved in outreach, we have the Queen City Food Distribution, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Fridays, where we hand food off to uh, residences, families in Lackawanna. We hand it off to the Willie Cotton Center. We give it to Teen Challenge. We give it to uh, the Rejuvenation House. And I believe that is it. And the residents, the families are, we keep having more families that we are giving to. So if you don't know, Queen City Food is the food trucks that go out to businesses. They're, that leftover food, we gather and we bring to people that are in need, that need food. So if you want to help out with that, that's Monday afternoon, uh, Wednesday afternoon, and Friday afternoon, okay? If you want to help out with that, do a connection card, okay? And throw it in the box, and that would be great. Our HOPE project is the overall ministry of hope that we desire to bring to our community. It involves the HOPE room at the high school. It involves the Box of Hope ministry that we do with uh, providing boxes of food for the holidays to families. And it also has to do with bringing food, uh, clothing, anything that uh, people need, uh, whether it be a refrigerator or uh, anything of that nature. We do what we can, amen, to provide people with uh, things that would bless them and that would, would encourage them. Also, we're going to be here for a while at the Glab Post and... It takes a lot to set up, and it takes a lot to tear down. So we need, we need help in that area. It's the same people uh, helping out. So if you want to help in the tearing down and setting up, you can fill out a connection card, and we'll, we'll get to you. Uh, the stuff is housed at our house in the basement, so you come over to our house. You go down into the basement. We bring it up. We put it in the cars. We bring it here. We tear it down. We take it back to the basement. And that's the way it is, week in and week out, okay? So if you want to help out with that, that would, be, that would be awesome as well. Okay, everybody take a deep breath. And look over here. We're grateful that Marlene is with us. Amen? Hello, Marlene. It's good to see you. You feeling, you feeling okay? Yeah? Good. Yeah. And then in the back... Annie Miller hasn't been with us for a while. Annie, good to see you, too. Over here to our left is the McCleary's. Amen. Good to see you guys. It's good to be a part of the family of God. Amen. 
Worship is a team sport, people. We need to be together to encourage each other. Jesus prayed to the Father, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. We live in a day and age today where uh, deception seems to be the normal mode of, uh, of action. People are always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. It's not changing people. It's not transforming people. Romans tells us that people don't acknowledge the truth, but they exchange the truth of God for a lie, and they worship created things rather than the creator. We've seen it over, over the centuries where people make um, idols out of wood or out of steel or out of metal. But in our modern day, we kind of create our own perceptions of God. Isn't it true? We invent things in our minds about who God is because we don't have the knowledge or the truth of God in our hearts and minds to reveal who his character, what his character is, what his nature is. If we don't read the word of God, we'll have presuppositions and perceptions of who God is, and they will be false. I've known atheists and agnostics that talk more about God than people that are filled with just religion. Do you understand that? I've had more conversations this week with agnostics and atheists talking about God than religious people, people that are filled with self-righteousness, that are just concerned about external behavior and external activity and external good works. With their lips, they serve God, but their heart doesn't want to have anything to do with God. Those are religious people. What God wants us to do is to strip us of all of the religiosity and the self-righteousness that we have. Get to the heart of the matter. Amen? The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can understand it? I know who can understand it. God. And I need God to come downstairs into my, into my heart and reveal who God is to me so that he can transform me and he can change me. Hey, let's turn over to Psalms chapter 119. And we're going to read in the NLT version, verses 10 through 16, and then we'll read some others. And it says this, I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart, or I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. And then Psalms 119 verse 159 says this. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life or give me life because of your unfailing love. Isn't that fantastic? See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give me life because of your unfailing love. The end result for us as we study the word of God is to experience the love of God. Isn't it true? We've all done the religious thing. We've all come to church angry and mad, 
frustrated and offended because we've been acting in the flesh and kind of living out our life based on external behavior instead of allowing the Lord to transform us from the inside out and giving us the very love and grace of God. What is it, if I could ask you this question, what is it that you love the most today? Okay, what is it that you love the most today? Scanning, scoping, okay, all right. What do you think? Okay. Does something or someone have your heart? Whatever or whoever it is, is about who you are. It tells your story. It gives, it gives us uh, hints about what motivates you. It tells others what matters in your life. It gives us clues to your personality, right? What you love the most. It shows how you spend your money, how you spend your time, and in your conversation, it speaks about what you really, really love the most. Is it a car? Is it a puppy? Is it a girlfriend? Is it a boyfriend? Is it a sports team? Maybe it's uh, anger and resentment and unforgiveness that has been your closest friend over the years that you've hung on to, that you have fond feelings for. Crazy thing, this thing called love. When you really love something, you think about it all the time. Isn't it true? So what are you thinking about all the time? That's probably what you really love. Isn't it true? You can't help but talk about it. You can't help bringing it up to people. That thing you love is so all-consuming, it changes the way you live. What is that thing for you that changes the way you live and what you're living for? See, we were made to be changed and affected and influenced and impacted transformed by the word of God. Isn't that awesome? Transformed by the word of God. We were created to have this capacity and opportunity to be so overwhelmed by the love of God, so overcome by the love of God, so overpowered by the love of God that we cry out to God in such a way like, God, why do you love me so much? See, God, when he created man, he took the dust. God, the Bible says God breathed into the dust the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So the Holy Spirit, God breathed the words that were written through the prophets and the authors of Scripture, 40 authors over 1,500-year uh, span of time speak of the ever-present, never-ending love of God, covenant love of God deciding to love us through thick and thin, through hell and high water. That's why Deuteronomy 6 tells us that wherever you go, talk about the Lord. Talk to the Lord with your children when you're, when you're going out, when you're coming in, in the morning, at the night time. Because it's the only thing that can satisfy is this love of God as revealed through Scripture, through the truth of God's Word. If we love our comfort most, how do you think you will live? Probably a very selfish life, wouldn't you? We'll do anything to make ourselves comfortable and happy, situate ourselves very, very well, as little stress in our lives as possible. All our decisions will be made and all our interests 
self-interest will be first and foremost in our heart and in our life. Then there's uh, money and materialism, isn't there? We'll live with the understanding that our identity is wrapped up in the perception people have about our stuff. Isn't Isn't that right? Clothes to wear, the car you have, the house you live is a perception that you think people will think highly of you because you have this material possession. Is this what God is all about? God said you can't serve God, you can't serve mammon. Can't serve material things and you can't serve God. What about being accepted? How many of you in school have done dumb things to be accepted? I know Fragili has, that's, that's for sure. And I know I have. I've done stupid things, man. Just to, just to feel accepted and have a sense of belonging. What we'll value the most is what people think of us and not who we truly are. We'll be man-pleasers and not God-pleasers. The greatest thing that God has done for me, wants to do for you, is to reveal the unique you that you are. Amen? You are uniquely you. You look in the mirror, there's the only you you will ever see in this life forever and ever and ever. Your own fingerprints, your own DNA, your own heart that God wants to transform and change for the glory of God. Your life, your experiences, your brokenness. God wants to turn around and now for the glory of God, use your life for the kingdom of God. Amen. What a beautiful story. When we get a hold of the truth of God, it changes our lives and gives us passion. They say that the most significant person that we view is the one that speaks into our lives. But for many, the most significant person has been a a family member that has spoken Pain, suffering, heartache, has spoken negativity, has spoken evil and deception into people's lives. And because that person is the most significant person, that's what they believe and that's what they live out in their hearts and in their lives. And that's how, why they behave what they behave and how they behave. Here's the thing. When our, the most significant person in our lives that means the most to us is the creator of the universe and our redeemer God. How do you think you'll live your life? Amen? As we get a hold of what he thinks of us, as it pertains to the word of God, we'll live out our lives in such peace, joy, love, and glory because we know that we are accepted by God without a shadow of a doubt. He took our sin. He took our brokenness. When he looks at us, he doesn't see our weaknesses or our insufficiencies or inadequacies or our sin. What he sees is the potential that we have and are because of the Holy Spirit residing within us. Do you see and understand the potential that your life has because God owns you, you are his? Let that resonate in your heart today that God loves you, has a plan for you. Whoever thought that Howie and Janet would be ministering internationally to Liberia and Nepal? Whoever thought that you would go to work and you'd have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ as your personal savior, as the one that you love the most to a coworker? Who would ever think? 
Who would ever think in a grocery store, you're picking, a, you're picking up tomatoes and feeling them. And uh, somebody comes up alongside you, have a conversation. All of a sudden, that conversation is turned towards you expressing, proclaiming, and declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whoever knew that this would take place? Amen? This is the adventure that we live because we live based on the truth of God's word. It sanctifies us. It sets us apart. It sets us unto him for his glory and for his honor. We thank God for the word of God. Amen. In meditating on his word, we're empowered to turn our attention from distracting physical temptations and weird, crazy thoughts of total stupidity and weirdness. Okay. How many know that in your flesh, you can come up with some wild stuff, man. When you lay your head down on the pillow, the thoughts that breeze through your mind is just like scary, right? Have you ever had that done? You don't know where these thoughts are coming from. You don't know what you've done to receive these thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. They're to be controlled and they're to be overpowered. And they're to be taken captive and brought under the knowledge of who Christ is. Amen? Thoughts are thoughts. We... We have thoughts coming into our minds all the time. The enemy brings thoughts into our hearts and into our minds. Thoughts of destruction. Thoughts that he desires to steal from you. Thoughts that he wants to kill you. Thoughts that are total uh, opposition to what God views in your heart and in your life. We thank God for this wonderful, wonderful empowerment of the word of God. As we read the word of God, he turns our attention from distracting physical temptations. The Bible said with temptations that he always has a way out. Always. Isn't that awesome? You're never stuck in the bondage to sin, never stuck in the bondage of flesh. God has a way out, and that way is Jesus. But in every temptation, God has a way out where you can call upon him, and he will embrace you with his grace, his empowering grace to turn your life around and to save you from that temptation. How many know temptation is not sin? Why do we feel bad that we're being tempted? Temptation is all around us. Flee temptation. Allow the, the word of God to allow you to stand against the temptation. His love enables us to live and under the authority and the power of the promises of God. Amen? I am a promise I am a possibility, I am a promise, with a capital P. I'm a great big bundle of potentiality. I forgot the rest of the words, but I'm going to sing that part over again. Sing it with me, ready? I am a promise, I am a possibility, I am a promise, with a capital P. I'm a great big bundle of Potentiality. Steel City Choir. Turing next summer. Amen. Where do you think you understand your potential for life? Oprah? The political system of Donald Trump and Joe Biden? The educational system that tells you that God is dead and that your life sucks and you have no hope? We find our potential and our possibility 
in the word of God, in the word of God alone. As we read the word of God, it gets into our mind and into our heart and it changes us. Whatever makes your heart beat, listen to this, whatever makes your heart beat fast will determine what your heart beats for. Amen. Whatever makes your heart beat fast will determine what your heart beats for. So be careful what you love today. Someone said the measure of your pleasure speaks of your treasure. Amen. What you really take in as your pleasure and what you really is the treasure. Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. We've lived long enough and hard enough to understand that the only treasure for our life is the one true God and Jesus Christ, his son, that has died for us. Amen. He is our treasure. Why do we lay up treasure on earth where rust, moth, and decay happens when we, when we just bring and gather up treasure in heaven where moth, dust, and rust does not decay? We have this treasure in earthen vessels, friends. It's called the grace of God, the spirit of the living God living within us. Let's live up to the challenge that God has for us. Amen. One aspect that the Bible gives us as we read the word of God, we learn and understand this spiritual warfare. We love God and we hate sin. The, your word have I stored up in my heart that I might not sin against God. The message Bible says it this way. I have banked the promises of God in the heart, in the vault of my heart, so that I will not send myself into bankruptcy. I have banked the promises of God in the vault of my heart, so that I will not send myself into bankruptcy. We've all been there, amen? Where we have nothing left, we've spent it all, just like the prodigal son. We come to our senses and we say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. We meet with him. We dig into his love letter. And we find out his character and his nature and who he is. And we begin this relationship of love where we not just want to read about him, we want to see him. Amen. Apostle Paul prayed this, pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened to the love of God and the word of God. The eyes of our heart be opened to the things of God. You know, when I was dating uh, Stephanie, I met Stephanie um, New Year's 1999. We were partying like it was 19. Anyways, uh, we went into New York City. My sister, she was friends with my sister. She came down. We went into New York City for New Year's. And um, she was beautiful. And I loved her. And I said, she will be mine. Okay? I don't want to get corny. That's what I said. And then God confirmed it to me. Over the next year, we only saw each other about 10 times. 
we wrote letters. And every time I checked the mailbox and I got a letter in the mail from Stephanie, my heart beat fast, right? And I'd open up the letter and I'd read everything that she said and I would envision her and I would say to God, God, I'm building this web of love that I will capture her with my love and your love and we will be one flesh, amen? We had letters. Every time we got together, it was beautiful. It was lovely. We made goo-goo eyes at each other. We hugged each other. We made a vow that we would not have sexual relationships until we were married. For me, that was, that was hard. I was getting older. I wanted some action. Okay? But we made a vow to God that we would not have sexual relations. You know why? Because I read that in his word. You see what I'm saying? And I knew that if I transgressed against his word, I would hinder my love relationship with God. Whatever makes your heart beat fast will determine what your heart beats for. So be careful what you love. Have you come today with your heart racing? Did you wake up this morning understanding that you were going to be with the corporate body of Christ, make, making one voice, giving praise to God? Did you wake up with anticipation and expectation on your heart that you'll be with the family of God, praising the, the Father God, being ministered to by the Holy Spirit, celebrating the work of Jesus Christ? Did you come with anticipation? Was your heart beating fast today? That you would love on God and God would love on you. Every morning I, I'm come upon by my two kids. And they give me hugs. Now I did not enforce that rule, okay? I did not dictate that rule and regulation. But you see what's going on is that me and my kids have a love relationship. Now, Amaris, she hugs me gently, and she gives me kisses. And then I kiss her in, in response. Zanky, not so loving, kind of hard, pounding, beating, and other things. Mostly, he hugs my belly. He's got a fetish for my belly for some reason. I don't know. But we just hug. You see? I want to ask you something today. That in all of your reading of the Word of God, has the Holy Spirit come upon you to give you hugs and embrace you in the Father's intimacy? Do you know what that is like? Do you know that he loves you? That he know, do you know that he cares for you? Do you know that your life and times are in, your hand, in his hands? And that he'll never leave you nor forsake you? Every day we meet to engage in God's word because we love him. We don't do it out of duty. We don't do it to be, have religious knowledge. We don't do it because it's a duty that we have to do. Because we are religious and it is a part of our Christian religion. I come to the word of God because I'm in a love relationship with God. And he's going to speak to me. And I'm going to understand his character and his nature. 
and we will have this wonderful intimacy of love. Do you know that in the Old Testament, the word know always is associated with the word obey? Isn't that something? You shall know your God. It always has the sense of obedience. It always has the sense of submission. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Are you submitted to the truth of God? When God speaks to you from his word, do you say, I will trust and I will obey? It is the word of God. See, when I was in high school, we had a crazy high school, man, playing football. After the game, take off the uniform, a girl would come with a clipboard and tell me what girl I would have for that Saturday night. Isn't that something? A girl would freely offer her body to me because I was on the football team. And I would say what I knew to be the truth of God, but I would feel what was not the truth of God. Amen? And that is that I wanted to go with that girl. But I knew the truth of God. And as I walked home every Saturday night, I had tears coming down my eyes because my flesh said, go with that girl and have sexual relations. The Spirit of God says, I got something greater. I've got something more beautiful. And I have something more wonderful for your life if you just obey me and hang on to the truth of God's word. Amen? We will have times when the flesh is so strong and the Spirit of, of God are fighting. All we could say is, help me, Jesus. Amen? The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, For all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed, profitable for instruction, rebuke, correction, and training in righteousness. Isn't that awesome? How many of you have ever went to a gym and had a trainer? You go, guys. You go. I go to the gym, and we used to go to the gym. We don't go to the gym now. Uh, used to go, I don't need no stinking trainer. You know, you get on a few machines, and you pump a little. You look in the mirror. Okay, that's good for today. And you take off. You go home. The Holy Spirit, guys, the Bible says, is our teacher, is our counselor, is our guide, is our friend, is our lover, is the, the, the paraclete who comes up alongside of us, hugs us, embraces us, and says, you know what? We're going to do this thing together. For many of us, we need to be trained in the righteousness of God, trained in the word of God. Amen? As we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts as we read the word of God. We're not reading for our own mindful understanding alone. We're reading every word in the Bible, allowing the spirit of God to mold us and to shape us with the truth of who God is. Colossians chapter 3. Everybody okay? Yeah, do you want to leave? Too bad. Okay. Just stay a few more minutes as we go to Colossians chapter 3. I 
I lost my Bible. I, I couldn't find my Bible. And Anne-Marie brought this one. She goes to me, it's the large print. <laughs> okay. So that was fantastic. Thank you, Anne-Marie. All right, look at this. Colossians chapter 3. Let's read verse 12. This is the NLT. Since God chose you to be holy people, he loves. You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. Isn't that awesome? And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you all of your sins, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule, have authority in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message or the word of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I want you to try something this week. I want you to put a song on your phone, put earbuds in, and then try to hum another song. That's tough. Try to sing another song with lyrics and everything while a song is in your ear. That is very, very tough. How many of you have been in like a department store and you walk out and you're, 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 you're singing a song? You're like, what, what in the world? One song that we were somewhere, it was, dude looks like a lady. And I was, I was singing this song as I was going to my car. Dude looks like a lady. Dude, what in the world? Dude looks like a lady. It was in the department store. Very, very calmly. Didn't pick it up. But when I got outside, dude looks like a lady. Weird. See, what happens is when we have the earbuds of God's truth, grace, and love. We cannot sing another song. We cannot sing the song of the flesh, or of the world, or the pride of life. It cannot be done. And when we sing psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs to ourselves and to others, it builds this backup of songs in our hearts. So when we leave the corporate body of Christ, and we go out into the world. We're singing songs of praise and adoration. We don't even know it, but it's in our system. You see what I'm saying? It's in our hearts because we've been singing that song. We've been engaged in the worship of God. And we allow the word of God to dwell in our heart. That word dwell means Make the word of God feel really at home in your heart. Don't be like Steph and tell God to leave at 9 o'clock. Okay? Allow him free reign in, in your heart. Allow him into every nook and cranny. Allow him in to change you and, and transform you. There are areas right now, when I say this, you will, you will know within your heart and mind, there are areas in your heart that you've put a padlock on your heart and you have not let the truth of God into your heart. Snap the padlock. Swing the doors of your heart wide open. Allow the truth of God in. Begin to sing the melody 
of the loving truth and grace and love of God that will change your life forever and ever. Will you do that? Will we live out the truth of God? Will we say to ourselves and to others, I believe in the truth of God, and I will trust and I will obey. Amen? Amen. Bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, God, for the fact that you share your love with us, you share your truth with us. You brought us in on the inside where we have acceptance, we belong, we have access into your very presence to learn of you. You said in your word, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, learn of me, take my yoke, learn of me. We want to learn of you, God. And I pray that this would be the beginning in our message series of us diving into the word of God more and more and more. And it will be transforming. That as we read the word of God, we'll cry out, God, speak to me, not just in my mind, drop it 18 inches into my heart and into my spirit. Lord, may I acknowledge the truth. May I know the truth experientially in my heart and in my life. My mind, body, soul, and spirit will understand the truth of God, and I'll be transformed and radically changed by the grace and wonder of the truth of God. We stand on the truth of God. Lord, you said when you were tempted, man shall not live by bread alone, by physical sustenance alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God, we pray this week that we would hear you. God, we pray this week that we would seek you. God, we pray that, you would, that we would allow you to be our trainer, that you would instruct us that you would rebuke us where we've gone off the path and you will correct us by your gentleness and by your mercy in the character and nature of God as you conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We say as a corporate body, we want to be changed and transformed by the truth of God. Is that what you say with me, people, today? Amen. So, Lord, bless us today as we go and realize that this week is going to be awesome. We're going to be in a fight that we've never fought before. The flesh is going to rise up, and the Spirit of God will come in like a flood. We allow the Spirit of God to speak to us. Holy Spirit, make the living word, make the written word become the living word in our heart and mind this week in a new and fresh way. And we'll give testimony of this next week as you speak to us through your word in such grace and wonder that we will be amazed. We thank you, God, for your truth. The entrance of your word brings truth. So, God, we love you. We thank you. We give you praise for all that you are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to join us in person on Sunday morning, We'll be meeting at the Matthew Glab Post, 1965 Abbott Road, Lackawanna, New York. Or you can watch our live stream on Facebook at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like to get involved, you can contact us at info at steelcitychurchla.com or fill out an online connection card on Facebook. See you next time.